Welcome to A Visitor's Guide to Springfield, the show in which a super fan sits down and watches an episode of The Simpsons with a guy who's heard of the show. I'm Tyler. I'm your guide. That's Greg. He's I'm your, your visitor. He's your visitor. And here we are. Here Season we are. two is kicked off, and we are, we're on a roll. Well, Tyler, isn't it safe to say we've kicked it off already? Yeah, but I mean, like, we've taken two, both feet are in the pool. So One speak. foot for every season. One foot for every season. <laughs> Can't wait for season three. I don't know what I'm going to put in there. <laughs> More guests. So today we sat down and we watched... Treehouse of Horror. The first Treehouse yeah. of Horror, which is so exciting because I love the Treehouse of Horror episodes. Can I just also say for the listeners right now, if they want to go ahead and take a moment, close your eyes, visualize a... Tyler uh, in, a, in, in, in a smart sweater, <laughs> sweatshirt that looks like uh, his grandmother made him, uh, sipping a glass of red wine. <laughs> I may have had too much of this wine because one of my notes for this episode is... It, Don't say it now. No, no, no. I, it, 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 it's just, it literally says, I love these episodes. <laughs> oh my God. So... I'm warning you now, at any point during this episode, Tyler could text you and tell you how much you mean to him. Yeah. Because he's that kind of guy. All the listeners are like oh. exes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> hey, hey, listeners, you up? <laughs> you up? What you up to? So, first Treehouse of Horror. Um, first Treehouse of Horror ever, we have Marge come out. Kicks it off with a cold open with Marge. And, and I have to admit, as a child, if this, this was 1990... Mm-hmm. She says, if you're scared easily, turn this off. I'm not kidding you. I may have turned it off as a kid if I actually watched it. I probably would have. Because I've been like, I don't know what's going to happen. Here's the thing, though. They were they did that because they were legit afraid it would be too scary for some of the children who watched Because yeah. remember, show. it's a cartoon. Yeah, that, that wasn't facetious. It was a sincere gesture towards... Uh, towards their audience, which is, which is really sweet, I think. Especially coming from March. Yeah. Because Marge is America's mom. Yeah. So we go into Treehouse of Horror, and it actually starts in a treehouse with mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, Lisa telling Bart a scary story that... No, it's 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 Bart telling Lisa a scary story about, like, a call came from within the house. That's yeah. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, and and it they're was, like, oh, that wasn't that scary. Yeah, it wasn't that scary. I mean, and I'm a pretty scared, easily guy, and that wasn't scary. So then what they did is they ran into the first uh, segment, which was Bad Dream House. Bad Dream House. Which is an Wait. homage. What? Bad Dream House. Bad Dream House. Bad Dream House. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah, it's yeah, an homage. Yeah, it, he's, it's an homage to red wine. Um, <laughs> it's an homage to Amityville Horror and to Poltergeist, where uh, they've bought a house that's like 18 rooms and huge and gigantic and mm-hmm. beautiful, but mm-hmm. they bought it for a few thousand bucks Yeah, because it's haunted. And this this uh, this vignette, so to speak, Ooh. yeah, I, I've been someone drinking went, someone went to French college. wine. Someone went to college. <laughs> uh, this little vignette really sets Homer as a cheapskate because oh, not yeah. only does he buy a discount house, he also only tips... The delivery guy, a lousy dollar, yeah. and that's why the—that's how you find out that the house is haunted because yeah. the delivery delivery guy's like, "Oh, a dollar tip. I'm glad this place is haunted." Yep, and they speed right into everything. You already see books moving around by by ghosts uh, by ghost force, mm-hmm. and 
they're told right away, get out now, which I believe is from Amityville Horror. Yeah. Because I know it's not from Polka Rice, it's Amityville Horror. But then they roll in the, they roll in the, uh, properties on top of a Native American burial ground. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, I really liked when spirits told everybody to grab, like, to, to kill each other. Yeah. They're, they're turning against you. Yeah, that that is funny. It, it, because it kind of set, the spirit is like, ooh, I'm going to have a knife fight in between all these four characters. Yeah. Because they all walk into the same room with knives and then Homer has an axe. Yeah, and then... Uh, Marge is Marge has a knife the whole time, but she's making a sandwich. She comes out and snaps everybody out mm-hmm, of it. Mm-hmm. The, and then my, my favorite line of the whole of the whole show was, "We've had our differences, we've had our squabbles, but we've never had a knife fight." I love that line, especially coming out of Marge's <laughs> mouth because yeah. she says it with so much determination. Yeah, one of my favorite lines of the episode was when uh, it, the voice is waking up the characters, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> it goes, "Bart, grab the butcher's knife," <laughs> and Bart goes. Are are you my conscience? And he goes, uh, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, those were the, that was, I like that part. I like I just like the um, that was fun. It was it was quick. It seemed quick too. Uh, that vignette went quick. I have a question for you though. Yeah. For you as a super fan and for all our friends out there, if you can answer mm-hmm. this, does Homer wear cowboy boots? No, I think he just has shoes. Because if I look at his feet, he looks they like he's wearing... They look booty. They look they, like they're, they're cowboy boots. Yeah, they do, because they're pointy in the toes. Yeah, I mean, they're also got heels, too. Like, if you look, they've got the little... And the heels, and, and, the, and, they're, and they're, it looks like cowboy boots. He does not wear cowboy boots, because when he does wear cowboy boots, I'm he, pretty sure it's wears over cowboy. the jeans. Well, like, yeah. tuck... Boots cut tucked like, in. Like Lemmy from Motorhead. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so that's an homage to Lemmy. I get yeah. it. Okay, that's cool. Um. So... So, yeah, that's uh, Bad Dreams House. Now, like- question for you, though. Yeah. I got a question for you. If you and your young lady, uh-huh. a.k.a. your wife, a.k.a. April, moved into a house and there was a voice that said, get out, what would you do? And you, bought it, and you bought it for okay. a song. Okay, we would get out. Okay. Uh, Me too. So, here's uh, April is, like, believes very much in ghosts well, to the point where that was one thing she was worried about when we bought our house. She's like, what if it's what if it's haunted? I cannot wait to make fun of her for those. <laughs> uh, she she claims to have seen ghosts, things like that. Have you ever talked to her about that? No, but I darn sure tootin' I'm gonna yeah, be. Yeah, perhaps we can get her on the podcast. Maybe next uh, Treehouse of Horror we can get her to... Give her some red wine. <laughs> give her some red wine, get her to tell the story. Um, I am, like, don't... So much, but I am a giant scaredy pants. So he's I, not wearing pants right now. That's how scary he is. Exactly. Uh, so I would, I would take the voice's advice and get out. Yeah, I, I think for me personally, it would, at first I would say, "What is that?" Because I don't believe in ghosts. I think right. they're lame. And but I guess it would be, it would take like one act of something. I guess it would be like, it was like, get out, and be like, oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it would take one act, like when when Bart is spinning through the room, like being. Yeah. Choked by it. And they're like, all right, now it's time to go. The fruit it, vo- is, it is time to go. <laughs> you just one fruit vortex. Yeah, I'll take the <laughs> Oh my gosh, I gotta tell you, the fruit vortex would be so interesting to me. I, I would I wouldn't throw the fruit in there and say stick a hand in? Yeah. <laughs> why not? I mean if I mean if, if I if they're sending messages back, mm-hmm. for one thing, it's a very ingrateful, ungrateful dimension where you're throwing them some food and they're like, quit throwing your food at us. Mm-hmm. So it was a fine orange. Second of all, if they're throwing back messages, that means there's something on the other side, which means I'm very interested in going. Yeah, I'm very interested in what's on the, in the, uh, in that 
Um, Going to break on through. Yeah, to the other side. <laughs> so, uh, and, you know, and oh, and so, yeah, they, they actually start having conversation with the house and they start asking questions of the house. Like, are you sad? Are you happy? Can yeah. we just love you? And the, the house kind of thinks it over, asks for some time there <laughs> and then totally implodes on itself. And Lisa's the best. Like, you have to admit that that's a that, that's a pretty hard rejection. You can't, you can't help but feel rejected. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that, that's like the big like ba 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 and it folds in on itself. Next, uh, then we go back to the treehouse, and mm-hmm. after we go back to the treehouse, they say, "Oh, that's not a very scor- scary story." Again, there are it's it's a very like keep one upping yeah. episode. Um, Bart breaks into his next story, which I I love. It's called "Hungry Are the Damned," which sounds like uh, Ronnie James Dio album. Yeah. Oh yeah, that sounds like hungry. A- Super metal. Sorry for everybody whose ears I just popped on um, that one. I was I was really excited and almost giddy <laughs> about this. Yeah, I wrote that down too. I wrote this line specifically. Uh, ex- Tyler was very excited about this segment. Yes, I love this segment. So why don't we? Why don't you start? So I love the characters that are introduced in the segment, which are Kang and Kodos. They're the aliens. I don't know why I like them. I just think they're so funny and interesting. And they're uh, they're just like the two space aliens. They're always drooling. They have one big eye, but you can still tell that they were like a uh, Matt Groening like illustration, oh, yeah, yeah. very much in that style. The big like glass helmet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're 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 super crazy uh, looking, and uh, I think I I just think they're such funny and interesting. And as the seasons go through, they like it gets more even more absurd. Viewer, can I just say? I'm sorry, not viewer. Listener, we're the viewers. You're the listener. Tyler was so excited that he scared his dog. <laughs> Did I? Yeah, Louis jumped up because you were so excited. You were, you had moved, and I was like, "Whoa, this is this is for realsies." So, so another reason I like, uh, oh, and you're gonna hate me for this, Greg, but okay. uh-huh. in high school I was big, super into uh, ska music. <laughs> <laughs> There was a there was a ska band from um, from Wisconsin. Its name was I Voted for Kodos, which is a, I remember that band. Oh, do you remember that? Band? I, well, here's two things about me you don't know. One, a friend. I now know two people. One who used to be the play, bass player for the Invaders, mm-hmm. and I know a guy who's a guitar player for the Invaders now. And they used to open for or play with I Voted for Kodos. Yeah. So I knew the name. I just, I mean, the thing is, I knew the name of the band. I never knew the reference. Oh, yeah. So it's a reference to The Simpsons. And, and I was also in a ska band when I was younger. Oh, I, I just didn't think you liked ska music. I don't. Ask me why I was in that band. Hey, why I have were no you, idea. Why, why were you in No Clue? Someone said, you want to be a lead singer in a band? Like, yeah, sure. Why? What oh, is you it? were lead singer in a ska band. Yep. Eager Beaver. That's what they're called. How many pick em ups did you say? I never said pick em up once. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. In fact, in <laughs> fact I, was a, I was in a ska band where my goal was to be as much of a metal singer as possible. Okay. Behind, with, with a full ska band behind me. Sure. But our drummer was a death metal fan. Uh-huh. So he had like a nine piece drum kit. Cool. So it was like listening to the drummer of Slayer uh-huh. and the lead singer of, you know, Black Sabbath. Mm hmm. With you know the mighty, skanky mighty pickles as our <laughs> that's funny. That's yeah. funny. So uh, Kang and Kodos, this is the first um, first uh, appearance. Appearance, yeah. And uh, essentially, the Simpsons are cooking out, and then 
the aliens come and pick him up. They have trouble picking up Homer. And I like that as Homer's f- slowly floating up, he's eating a cheeseburger. <laughs> I feel like there's a nod to, nod to uh, Clark Griswold. Oh yeah, with the, with the heavy duty lighter fluid, yeah, just kept going and going. Do you do you when you do you grill? We gas grill. A gas we grill. Grill, a gas grill. We yeah. we have charcoal yeah. and oh, I know I've had your charcoal. April is all about like the spray on the stuff and throw the match on yeah. and watch it go high. Well, that's fun, but you're really not going to savor anything. But you got you got it's a slow burn. Yeah, exactly. You got this all about the slow burn. Yeah. I'm more of the charcoal chimney type. You of guy. you also have like special charcoal. You have like I the, use I use natural. Lump charcoal. You use hipster charcoal. Yeah, no, but it tastes better, and it's better for you because the other stuff has tons of chemicals in the briquettes, and yeah. that and the natural brick is just burnt wood. Okay. Um, so, so everyone out there, make sure you we buy natural by... junk. <laughs> Stubbs is natural junk charcoal. Oh my god, <laughs> mesquite. Stubbs. Stubbs. Na- I, why? I don't know. He got how, how he got that name. Uh, so it, yeah, so cause they because it's, it's an actual brand of charcoal. <laughs> I know. Uh, they they are abducted. They are brought on by uh, Kang. Kang and Kodos. Kodos and. They uh, they speak to them and they immediately start plying them with food. I like that their languages are exactly yeah, the same. exactly, and I like to <laughs> explain it too. Well, it just happens that our two languages are exactly yeah. alike. I thought they were going to do a babble babblefish or something like that, but no. Nah, yeah, no. Um, so so they start speaking to them. They say, "Oh, we're going to take a uh, we're going to take a trip to our home planet, Rigel Four, Rigel Four, and uh, and then it." slowly starts alluding to the fact that the aliens might be interested in eating the Simpsons. Um, For the fact that they eat three times on the ship. It, yeah, exactly. And Lisa starts noticing, no, they're feeding, they're encouraging us to eat. Oh, we're going to have a big feast when mm-hmm. we get back there. And then they, Lisa finds the book. Uh, and the book says... The book gag is so funny. How to cook humans. Yep. And then they say, oh, the aliens say, oh, no, this is uh, just a little dusty. And he blows it off. How to cook for humans. And <laughs> Lisa blows on it, and it becomes how to cook 40 humans. <laughs> and then one more time, the aliens blow on it, how to cook for 40 humans. <laughs> that could have went on for another two minutes. Yeah. It was brilliant. Yeah. Um, the aliens are offended, and they decide on dropping uh, dropping Lisa and the rest of the Simpsons back off um, instead of taking them to paradise. And they explain to them why. And, and what's funny is Marge says, you know, for a superior race, they like to rub it in. Yeah. Because they said, like, you'd feel a thousand times happier and all these things, but you didn't. You, you were not, you're not trustworthy. Which, actually, what's funny is when you when you hear the title of that of that vignette like whatever and then when you you think about it after it's done hungry are the damned the simpsons are the damned because they were the ones who didn't trust yeah the aliens and, and they're left hungry and they're left hungry and that i did i i was far too amused and and impressed with that title than i should have been but mm-hmm. after it was i was like that is a really brilliant title like this yeah 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 and then, yeah. I forgot, and then I didn't watch anything else because I was in my own head. Oh, after that, well, you missed out on the third vignette, which Lisa tells, and it is. Let me just tell you, as someone who teaches, this is a teacher's favorite. There, this 
next segment has been used in so many high school classrooms to teach Edgar Allan Poe. For real? For real. It is the Raven. I don't know how I feel about and that. And it is, it is the Raven. Exactly, I think. Right? I don't. Um, I don't know if it, well. It, the the thing about this episode is that they list in the in, in the beginning of the episode mm-hmm. Edgar Allan Poe as writer, and then at the end of the show, the credits say written by Edgar Allan Poe and Sam Simon. So mm-hmm. they probably redid it. I don't know if they cut anything. I haven't read the poem in a very long time. Yeah, neither. Have I. But it was very comprehensive and it was very to the point and. Uh, I I really actually of all three I enjoyed this one the most because oh. uh, they actually use the text you know yeah it's near I, it's if it's not verbatim it's nearly verbatim. yeah I, I, that's and that's what I liked about it is that, and they they put the words of Poe in Homer's mouth and then made those words work within the context of Homer's character yeah and that was really really fun and then mm-hmm. they threw in they th- they threw in Marge as Lenore they threw in the, Lisa and Maggie as the seraphim mm-hmm. and then Bart of course as the raven mm-hmm. i mean it was just it was the best one of the three and it was truly wonderful to um to watch and, the, and with James Earl Jones narrating yeah which I mean, is fantastic on. and it's also the second uh Edgar Allan Poe major reference in The Simpsons because if you remember season one, the tale t- Telltale Head. Oh yeah, um, so you, that episode sucked, didn't it? Didn't we say that so? I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't one of our. I don't big listen to our show either. Favorite. It's, it's crass. Wasn't wasn't one of our favorite episodes, yeah. but Telltale Head, The Raven. You can tell that the the uh, the writers are very well read. Yeah, and and that, and and that was something I thought about too. Is you know, it's 1990, and I was too young to really even if even if I would have made the. Sh- Watched the show as a kid, mm-hmm. you wouldn't, wouldn't have appreciated that. Well, it's not that I wouldn't have appreciated it. What I'm what I'm thinking is been able to make the comparison as a twelve year old to what I watched. Otherwise, you know, I watched Cheers and I watched, uh, you know, all I mean, all of those shows are really popular back mm-hmm. then. But they weren't quoting classic literary. No, they, they weren't. I mean, there was reference. There had to be references in there. There has to be. There's influence mm-hmm. of past writers and past TV shows in mm-hmm. their writing. But this is one where. I feel like you have a group of writers who said we're going to write our influences, mm-hmm. but we're not going to. We're, we're, not gonna gonna dumb, we're not going to dumb it down. We're going to wear it on our sleeve. Yeah, we're not just we're not just going to we're not just going to sit there and make small or very blanket references. We're going to go deep and we're going to show our education. We're going and then I'm not even talking about college. I'm just talking about we're going to show the things we like, the things that educated us as writers, animators. Uh, Whatever, and I was just really impressed that they thought to do that, and then followed through on it as well. Because I think that's important too. Is you could easily walk in there and say, "I want to have James Earl Jones read the te- the the Raven, the entirety. We will animate it around that." And someone say, "No, we can't do that." And mm-hmm. the person say, "Well, you're right, we can't do it." No, they they had the vision. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons why I really like Tim and Eric and mm-hmm. Eric Andre mm-hmm. uh, and Mr. Show is because. They have a vision at the beginning. They stick to it. They do exactly what they want. They do they exactly to do. what they want, what they think is funny, what they think is entertaining. Yeah. And then they don't care if the masses like it or not. They know they're going to get some people because people have the same sense of humor. Yeah. At a base level, you're going to find people who like what you like. But this is an example of that. Yeah. You know, before that, it was. You know, cartoons were geared towards children. There was a formula. With this, they were breaking the formula. Yeah. I, I think with The Simpsons in particular, though, 
you hit this thing where it's people doing exact writers doing exactly what they want to do, yeah. but also finding mass appeal in yeah. doing that. Because I mean, when you when you think about it, the viewership of The Simpsons probably went from anywhere of super young, like twelve, mm-hmm. maybe younger, to people in their twenties, and and maybe older. So those people who are maybe like twenty and older see those references and say, "Oh, I like this." Yeah, and then the kids. See the re- don't get the references. They just know they like it. It's like with the Lego Movie. Mm-hmm. When you watch the yeah. when you watch the Lego Movie, kids love it because it's just entertaining and funny. Adults like it because it's entertaining and funny, and they catch all the jokes. Yeah, or Shrek. Shrek is Shrek's another a, one. Yeah. I like honestly the thing about the sh- the thing about Shrek that I didn't I I don't enjoy as much as Lego Movie is with the Lego Movie. There's only one of them. (laughs) It's true. There's only one of them. Uh, But the thing is, is with the Lego movie I love is that the humor is all on on a level that is pure. And what I mean by that is... The adults laugh at it the same way the kids laugh at it. Mm -hmm. It's gut-busting laughter. With Shrek, the problem I have with those movies... They're funny and I enjoy them. But it's... The kids enjoy this layer of laughter, and you pull it back, and there's an adult-only laughter to it, too. Yeah. That it does work, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. The scene I always think of in Shrek 2 is where they pull back Pinocchio's underwear, and he's wearing a pink thong. Oh. Kids are going to think it's funny because it's underwear. Adults are going to think it's funny because it's a pink thong. Yeah. But with the Lego movie, it was all like all in for one. Like Everybody loved it, and you laughed as a child as you did with as, a, as an adult. There was yeah. no like peeling back the layers to find something naughty. There was no naughty in the Lego movie. Yeah. And it still was amazing. I mean, I watch the movie now. I can watch it ten times. I will laugh the same way every time. It's so good. Yeah. So that, you know, that's, that may be going against what I'm talking about here, but I think as far... No, I don't, I don't think it does. Not, be- not with The Simpsons. Yeah, with The Simpsons, I think it, it's, still, it, it's the same, it's the same uh, idea, which is... You have one layer of humor for the for the kids and mm-hmm. another layer of humor for the adults, but it doesn't. They don't. They don't crash into each other. Exactly. Yeah, it, it's just a thing that where as you continue to grow and learn, you can appreciate it more. Yeah. 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 Totally. I think um, I went around there a little bit. Yeah. So the raven ends, and we're left the kids unafraid in the in the treehouse, and Homer sitting, uh, shaking and scared on the branch outside because he'd been listening the whole yeah. time. The kids uh, sleep well. Homer is still... He's begging Marge not to turn off the lights. Yep, yep. So, and and that's the episode. It's a... Uh, that's a fun episode. Good, good start to this Treehouse of Horror franchise. Yeah. I'm so glad they continued doing it throughout the, throughout the run of the show. They still do it every year. Um, and it's one of those things... Uh, that I really look forward to because they also usually reference horror movies and like big things that yeah. happened in pop pop culture this over the course of the last year. Yeah. In the new Treehouse of Horror ones, so I, I like it a lot. I'm just happy that John Schwartzwelder is still a part of the Schwartzwelder. <laughs> Uh, big shout out to James Earl Jones for playing a part in all three of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was yeah. He played Crerian uh, the Preparer. That's right. I just wanted to say that. Crerian. I'm sorry. I believe it was... Oh, Sirac. Sirac. It's Sirac. And it's funny because I... (laughs) That's why I said Crerian because I spelled it the way the vodka is spelled. Sirac vodka. Oh, yeah. 
So I looked at that. I am not what they call smart. Yeah, and, um, named after Sirac, <laughs> Sirac the preparer of vodka. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was just a really it was a really fun episode, and and I really liked the the depth they went with the last vignette, especially. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm if there's more come, that'd be great. If not, that's that that's a bummer. But I really appreciate things like that. Yeah, listening to Homer belt out the complicated language of that poem was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you are. Yeah, I can tell you're really starting to love the show. I'm enjoying the show. Yay. That's the goal. <laughs> That's the goal of the whole podcast. It's just to get you to watch the show. Oh, I know. I wouldn't have called you. Then. <laughs> like, hey, do you want to make me watch the show? I don't want to. <laughs> and uh, we got you got your you got your Kang and Kodos. So I got Kang and Kodos. If anyone wants to send me Kang and Kodos memorabilia or artwork. Where can they send it? Uh, they can send it to my, well, they can email me and I'll tell them where to Where's send the it. Where's the email address? What's our email? address our email address is uh visitors guide podcast at gmail.com and uh, let me tell you something i was not wording those words <laughs> across from him also also uh make sure to check out our website which is newly revamped it's refreshed it's and look- recleaned it's looking good yeah, I gotta say, I did a great job. Shut, shut up, Greg. Greg did not help out at I, all. <laughs> I, I gave, I gave artistic you, advice. You gave pointers, and I have more. But oh god. <laughs> uh, but on our website, you can check out links to our friend Josh Sullivan and Attic Stein. Those are uh, Josh does our art, and Attic does the music for mm-hmm. the podcast. Yep. Um, so you can check out links to their work. Uh, check on- out links to us. Links to us. Yep. It's got little bios for us. It also has all of the episodes all and artwork for the episodes. And that episode will be gaining one. This is episode 20. I believe. Ooh. This is episode 20. Biente. Uh, bente. Biente. Biente. <laughs> <laughs> this salsa is biente. Uh, yeah, you can go to the website, uh, springfieldvisitorsguide.tumblr.com. Check out all the good stuff. You can find us there. You can also link to us on Stitcher or iTunes. If you could, if you feel we've deserved it, please go to iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. Give us some nice uh, words of wisdom. And uh, that would go a long way for us, and we really appreciate it. Also, like Tyler said, visitorsguidepodcast at gmail.com. Go there. Send us, you know, your thoughts, your ideas, uh, your favorite moments of the show, pictures, artwork, whatever you want. Be nice. I also really care. Please don't send us pictures of mean stuff because that's not cool. You're cool, but that's not cool. So. Yeah. Uh, we really appreciate you uh, being a part of this. Uh, t- Tyler is Tyler. W- w- I think he wants the final word. I'm, 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 not, I'm not giving it to you yet. I want to say one more other thing too, quick. You also see on the website Milwaukee Comedy. We want to thank Milwaukee yeah. Comedy for being a supporter yes. of the show. Matt Kemble mm-hmm. is a beautiful human, and we adore him. And he will actually be on the show. Might even be part Very of soon. it soon. This, yep. this throughout the this, season two yep, run. Yep. And by the way, I'm still going to put it out there, so it's out there. Live episode. It's happening. Yeah, it's going. It's going to happen. So we appreciate you being a part of this. Uh, thanks for tuning in for this episode. And I guess we're done. Uh, <laughs> I was going to give Tyler the last word, but is okay. (laughs) (laughs) There's so much red wine, folks. Okay, so uh, we are done here tonight, folks. Tyler Menz, what's the last word? Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up.
beautiful heart.